following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones. For the next couple of days, he'll be back later in the week. Joined, as always, by the great Everson Walls and Mickey Spagnola to my right. We're here for the next 45 minutes. The Cowboys are off today. They'll get back to practice on Wednesday. That's why Spags was on time? That is exactly why. Wow. There's, there is no reason to be late today. Very unusual. Why are they off? They should be working hard. <laughs> so, said the old man from the 50s. <laughs> <That's>, yes. <laughs> is that what your Twitter mentions say this week? Yeah, right. Should lock them have a day off. Lock them in a room, <laughs> meetings, right. practice. Ought to be right. here working. Well, something's got to get changed, right? Uh, okay. At That's six right. and seven, and now tied, tied with the Philadelphia Eagles and for the no NFC East lead. after dinner all week. That's right. No dessert, <laughs> nothing. That too. That too. Mm-hmm. How about the game last night? Amazing that they're tied with that after that last night. Is that bad? What did you think of the game? I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I Eagle, did too. Eagles, I, I sat there. Yeah. I, I didn't even get excited. Yeah. I just said, I know what's going to happen. There was a lull there, well, really the entire game, the entire second half almost. But that third quarter, that lull, that lull you can tell the Giants were done. Yeah. You know, they had nothing. And Philly was still kind of forcing it. You know what I mean? And as you looked at the game, you had to think, you know, if the Cowboys were going to have a resurgence, it would be – I would take that fashion. I would take it in that fashion. You know, just just grind, grind, grind. You know, we've been tanking it for the last three games. We could easily tank this one and everyone would go, oh, yeah, that's what I figured. But they, they hung in there. Got yeah. to give them a little credit. It was an ugly, ugly win. But if I'm a Cowboy team, I'll take an ugly win like that. And hopefully, you know, it'll spur me on to something else. If they would have lost one more wide receiver. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I started stretching, man, and started trying to find some flights. To so I saw, I saw a headline. <laughs> I saw a headline. I didn't get a chance to read the story. But the backup quarterback, uh, McCown. He was ready to go in and wow. play wide receiver. That's so crazy. Or uh, maybe just a, a whole uh, third down full of tight ends. So, you know, did, you, did you say to yourself, I'm watching this, now it's in overtime, right? Right. They drive down to the two-yard line. They try to run, and they didn't get anywhere. And I'm sitting myself, this pass is going to Zach Ertz, right? It's going to Ertz. He's wide open. <laughs> Nobody covered him. Now, if I'm sitting on my couch, knew what was coming, what were they thinking? Hey, you could have done that the entire drive. Right. That entire drive was Ertz, if you recall. Mm. Even on the scramble, he's wide open. You don't drop Ertz, okay, especially when all the other receivers are down. What, number 17, what's his name? I'm sorry, the wide receiver. Jeff Jeff. Once he went down, I saw him sitting on the court. Oh, it's over. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna triple team Ertz and just dare anybody. They're else. playing the guys I'd never heard of. Ortega. I would have had, had his defensive end and pass coverage looking for, for right? Ertz. That's just how. And, and, obviously and they was. blew the coverage because there was a safety there and he played zone and <laughs> nobody picked him up. 
It was uh, like incredible. You know, I, and I was thinking of you because you said when you were talking about Beasley, you got to have a plan, right? You can't just say, okay, I'm going to cover a man-to-man. They didn't have a plan for anything on Earth. He was just freewheeling down the field. It's like, what are you doing? And yet the Giants were up 17-3 to at half, and I really felt like Eli was going to get this emotional victory. Everyone was pulling for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh think God. they gained a hundred yards the second half. No, they they probably did. Well, well, what they wanted to do was keep touting all the the, the past lures of of Eli Manning, so no one would change the channel. That's why they kept bringing up all of this Eli stuff. Because right now he was the only star in town. Mm. You know, he was the only really, really. Uh, Image on that on that field, or really on TV at that that particular time on that on that game. And then the last two drives, whatever the Giants were doing, putting pressure on Wentz disappeared. It's like where'd you all go? They were tired, man. You know what? I read that too. Yeah, they were tired. (laughs) They looked tired in the second half. Well, they were they were doing it in the first half. Then the second half, your offense not doing anything. Right on the field a long time. You're right. And then those penalties that kept prolonging it. How many plays? Was that drive from goal to goal? I mean, it had to be. They went from like the um, five, right? And, and just the time itself that it took because of uh, they were just taking their time, nickel and diamond, third downs. Everyone went to third down, extended by penalties. It just got to be that. That was the low there where I said, "Okay, Philly's got this under mm-hmm. control." That's when I knew they had taken over the game. Okay, so you have two teams tied at six and seven for first place. In the NFC East. And they're not going to reseed the playoffs as Adam Schefter broke on <laughs> Sunday. So the winner of the division There's a gets shocking in. revelation. Just because we're that bad? Is that why they're thinking of doing this? Come yeah. on. That was a report on Sunday. Oh, just because the NFC East is that bad. Yeah. And I think the last time a team with the losing record got in, I think it was Seattle in 2010 mm-hmm. with a seven and nine record, and they won their home wild card game yeah. against well, the defending champion Saints. They, they did. Did you read my column? I I didn't read through all of it. I glanced. He so, never read it. He so doesn't even know what you're I, talking I, about. I, I did in, read it. I did read 1990. It was it was gibberish. He said That's, in 1990 <laughs> the Cowboys came within a couple seconds of making it as a wild card team at seven and nine. Was that the uh, Romo? No, 1990. Ah, okay. Oh, this is before they got. You weren't Babe Loffenberg. You weren't there. Babe Loffenberg came in, right, for Troy Aikman. So they were seven and seven, playing against the Falcons. Seven and seven. They had two games to go. If they won one and the Saints lost one, they were going to get in. Well, the Saints in Game 15 beat San Francisco by I think it was. 2017, it was San Francisco's, no, 13 10. Mm-hmm. It was San Francisco's second loss of the season. Wow. That wasn't going to happen, right? So the Cowboys had to win one more. Well, Troy separated his shoulder in game 15 at Philadelphia in the first quarter. Babe Loffenberg has to come in. He didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. That got, was nice. That was nice beat. there, Spags. Right. It was yeah. a very, very nice way to put that. He <laughs> stunk up the joint. And I love that. But gosh. And then I remember I remember pulling for you guys, and I'm in New York. You're I'm in New set. York, right? I'm straight. But oh ooh, and then ooh, in the last game, game of the year, they had to go to Atlanta. It's pouring down rain. 
and they no-showed. I mean, the whole team <laughs> no-showed, and Babe was even worse right. than he was in Philadelphia. The previous week, exactly. They got beat 26-7. to I think Dion had a interception return for a touchdown or a punt return for a touchdown. So now, at 7-9, and nine, if the Saints lose the final game of the season to the Rams— they're going to go to the playoff as the third wild card team at seven and nine, mm-hmm. right? Well, the uh, game, the the Rams drive in the last minute or so, they tie up the game, seventeen seventeen, and the the Saints drive down. It's five seconds left. They're going to kick a twenty nine yard field goal for the win. The Rams block it. But they're offsides. <laughs> oh, God. This is the playoffs, baby. This is so playoff, playoff football. Morton Anderson kicks a 24-yard field goal with two seconds left, and the Rams win. So mm-hmm. it went. It was a Monday night game. So it went oh, to the, my goodness. It went to the last wow. seconds of the last game of the possible year. The Saints finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Had the Cowboys finished 8-8, eight and eight, they were going to win because they beat the Saints earlier in December. Right. So where are we going with this? So seven and nine, they almost made the playoffs. <laughs> Rob just woke up. <laughs> he just came out of his nap. <laughs> okay, so that the worst would, record, the worst record, then. yeah, okay. the worst record to win so the this, NFC East is nine and seven, and it happened twice. And, and that's the, Giants the Giants did it once, that's right? And that was when they beat uh, New England. Yes, and and stopped their. Yeah, undefeated, undefeated, undefeated season. season. Yes. yes. Well, they were a wild card team, weren't they? Yes, they were. Yeah. And they were horrible during the year. I think yeah. during that year, Eli had played in Minneapolis, and they I think he threw like five interceptions in one game or some crap. Hmm. They were ready to fire everybody. I think Washington won. They were ready to fire everybody that year. Oh, Coughlin up. was uh, yes. yeah, under major fire. Yes. No yes. question. Washington won it uh, in 2015 at 9-7 because they beat the Cowboys in the – no, it was that was in the other year, but they won it nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I was talking NFC with Seattle, and that that was the big beast mode run by Marshawn in 2010 to beat the Saints. It's happened. I mean, if they were going to reseed the playoffs, I think that would have been discussed in the off season uh, before they make that decision. And it's not going to happen. The winner of this division is going to get in, and it's going to be one of these That's two a teams. Shame. <laughs> and it, as we probably ta- I, we probably said this a couple months ago, Everson. That December twenty second game is going to decide the division. Yeah, and that's crazy. And so who 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 do the Eagles play? Next and they week? will. They play Washington, the Cowboys, and the Giants. I don't have any confidence in the Eagles at all. I have less confidence in the Eagles than I do the Cowboys. So are, yeah, and like that are they going to win four straight? I don't think so. No, they're not. No. So I don't care how easy that schedule. Basically, looks. what the Cowboys have to do if they beat Philadelphia and win one more game, they're in. Uh, if, I think Philly could easily Philly win, lose to the Skins. If Philly loses one other game other than the Cowboys and the Cowboys beat them, the Cowboys are in. They'll be in at 8-8 eight and eight because f- they'll win the tiebreaker. Their final game is at home against Washington, mm-hmm. who's 3-10. and 10. Uh, We haven't talked about the Rams yet this week. We'll get to that probably more Wednesday. This Sunday, that's the first game ahead. That, and like Mick said, I mean, maybe you win two games in, of these final three and you're in. Mm-hmm. They just need a win, though, right? They need a win this Sunday, regardless of playoff position. They've got to stop this slide. Regardless of the style as as well. Like I said, if I'm I'm Cowboys, I would take a Philly win like that. 
at last night's Philly win. I take it in a heartbeat. I would back out like my boy used to say. I back out like I stole something. <laughs> I mean, you know, and just go right on back to the locker room and be just as happy as I don't know what. This is a very unusual outcome for the Cowboys. When you look, when you go all the way back to the signing of all the linemen, to the signing of Zeke. You know, to to Dak's improvement, he's got his little pregame dance, and you go back to all of that and the optimism that we had. I mean, we're, we're like NFC uh, NFC Championship game a bust. This is it. This is what we're gonna be there. And they start off three and zero. God, those are such good times. It seems like a long time ago. And now you're just hoping to squeak into the playoffs. It's like we felt we fell asleep and we're having a nightmare. You know, right in between the good times, and we won't wake up. No. We won't wake up. And if they don't wake up, then they're in trouble. Hmm. But, at like I said, you can make it at 8-8, eight and eight, but they could only lose one more game, and it can't be to Philadelphia. Who's the Eagles' remaining schedule again? Washington. Um, they're going to lose to the Skins. Cowboys at home and at uh, the Giants. So they have you know winnable games ahead as well. But the Cowboys do too. I mean, I still look at this Cowboys team and I say – I, I, my eyes did not deceive me in training camp. There's still talent on this football team. Why they're not playing to their level, I, I mean, Dak said it after the game. I can't put my finger on it. The I can't mental either. aspect of sports is extremely underrated. Let's just say it, guys. It's you're the, extremely underrated. You're the man to talk about it, too, because you played the, the league a they, long I time. Mean, my, I had to play with mine because I had so many physical limitations. And so when you look at these guys that have – so much physical uh, uh, abilities and, and, you know, all this knowledge and technology now. We've got the, you know, we've got the numbers going now. We've got the quality control going. We never even thought about that kind of crap when we played. You know, I don't think – I can't see Pittsburgh Steelers really worrying too much. You know, the Steelers teams of the 70s really worrying too much about, you know, uh, if I shade myself to the left a little bit, then I won't get this punt blocked or – you know, worry about tripping. They didn't care about all that crap. You know, that there was no mental letdown during some of the most physical aspects and the most physical uh, uh, eras of sports. No one cared about, no one really put so much on the mental aspect of it. To us, it was just either all physical, we had it instinctively, or we didn't. You know, we're going to play this team game. I need you here. I need you there. Let's coordinate. Now, you know, we've gotten so isolated. We've gotten so specialized. All these guys, and, and no matter how specialized you are, no matter how, what you run your 40 in, you can still get beat. Somebody's going to beat you regardless of how fast you are. I don't care how many weights you lift. I don't care. we got some of the strongest offensive linemen in the league, and we can't pass block half the time. We've got some of the best wide receivers athletically. I've seen Gallup do some amazing things. But – He's probably got still more drops than anybody on the team, right? So the mental aspect of sports cannot be, you know, too, it, can't, it can't be emphasized too much. And right now, these guys are physically amazing, and mentally they are just as weak as they can be right now. They need a confidence shot somehow. And, and the only way you're going to get it if you win, right? you got to win. Now, you were talking about specialized. I noticed on the – uh, schedule board there yesterday. F- the first thing they had yesterday was special teams meeting. 
And it said, it said all, all play- players. <laughs> <laughs> Except for one now, right? Except for one player? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, inter- that, that's interesting. That meeting didn't include the kicker, did it? Yeah, that's crazy. It didn't. We'll get to that in the next segment. Real quick, though, piggybacking on what you said, Everson, confident and Mickey, too. Confidence is so big. The thing that I think surprises me the most about this team is that it's largely the roster is largely the same as last year. And what we talked about last year was it was a young team. Mickey Mickey was dead right about this during this early in the season last year. Young team that needed to learn how to win and get, and find ways to improve as the season went on. Not only did they improve, but they were able to handle some of the things in game better that didn't go their way. And I, and Jason Garrett is still talking about this. After the Bears lost, the adversities of the game, when things aren't going well, how do they respond? They're not responding as well as you would, you would think they could. And that's what's surprising because it is a team that had a lot of experience, a lot of good good experience, bad experience that helped them last year. And it's not – You would think they'd build on that. It's not being built yeah, on this yeah. year. That's what's surprising Because last year was tough. I mean, they overcame a lot. Like we were talking about the first part of the season, then Coop came. Yeah, Then all of five. a sudden, yeah, that one guy made a difference. And, and, of course, it gave Dak all the confidence. The offensive line still working. Zeke still running the ball. We can't. We overcame a lot. What seven out of eight? You said the, yeah. to end the, to end the year. Yeah. Seven out of eight got shut out by Indianapolis. The only loss. I, I mean, beside the only difference now is guys are making more money. That's the only difference in this team. And I hate to be one of those guys that said, "Well, yeah, they finally got paid, so now they don't play as hard." I, I just, if that's the case, and they, we we talk about this. I hear the media talk about this a lot, as far as players, especially in in this era. If you get paid, you don't play as hard. That seems to be the narrative that you guys fall back on. If, you, if you're playing for a contract, if a guy's like playing out of his mind, oh, he's playing for a contract. Mm-hmm. You know, then all of a sudden he gets a contract, he's not playing out of his mind. I, you know, to me, I can't understand that. I don't we, either. I never got that. Because I, never, I think that's like in the book of excuses, like when you can't figure out why this is happening. Oh, here it is. He's not motivated now. Yeah, he's not motivated. Yeah. And it's like... If they weren't motivated, they don't drive down the field in the fourth quarter and get within a touchdown, right, of the Bears. You're, you're, you're getting your ass beat all game long, and all of a sudden, oh, let's go score some touchdowns yeah. now. I just think that's, that's lame because they are, to me, here, this is what scares you. They're still playing hard, and they're getting beat. That's right. So they're now, still running that ball. We're still right? playing playoff-style football. We're right. running the ball. Okay, the way you're supposed to. The only thing we're not doing is playing good defense. We're, yep. we're, we're moving the ball. We're moving the chains. We're just not playing the good playoff defense. When you look at a team like, let's say the Ravens, man, you just look at their defense sometimes, and they just look so raw and gritty. It's like no matter what happens, ah, we don't care. You know, we're, 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 we're going to blow it up. Playing with a lot of confidence. You can just see it you in see their it. defense. Yeah. It's just like – it doesn't care, guys. We're going to be all over this field. It's going to be organized chaos, and you're going to react to what we're doing. We're going to dictate this entire tempo of this game. And even without Lamar Jackson, that's the way their defense plays all the time. And that's just an example of some of the good defense in the league. That you, that's the attitude you have to have. We just don't have it. We always seem to be – when you look at the Cowboys team, there just always seems to be a lot of room. You know, no one seems to be pressed. You know, he seems they just seem like they can just sit back and be comfortable. The quarterback sitting back there. There's room all over the place. You throw it to the back. There's no one within five, ten yards of him. There's a lot of room. When you play against some of the better defenses, it just they just seems to be 
pressed. They seem to be uh, invaded. And that's what, that's what good defenses do. They invade your space. And I hate to give them an excuse, but I still say that they miss two players during this stretch of five games. They miss Leighton Vanderish on the field for his ability, and they miss Jeff Heath out there for his just knowledge of diagnosing things on what's happening. A lot of, a lot of times players like that, especially with the Heath, it's the plays you don't see right. where it made a difference. That's that's the you know the the subtlety of of good defensive back play. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. You talk about Van Der Esch, he was having a tough time before he, was. he went out. He was Jets game was just you know he, he was you could see that trend going during the Jets game. He couldn't stop anybody, that's, and he's better than that. That's true. Although I I do think some of the coverage stuff he could help in that area because the tight ends that that they've been. Struggling against, especially Chicago Sean Lee's last been week. having problems with well, the tight end. And you yeah. look ahead, Higby with the Rams, Ertz, you talked about him. I mean, coming up, the tight ends are involved in these offenses that they're playing coming up, so that's going to be a factor. you got to love tight ends in this era. you right? got to love tight ends. They are just they're, – they're the studs of the squad. The studs are pretty much every squad. I mean, what, what – so was it the Bears? Yeah. Holtz, was that the guy's name? Yes. Well, Who's he? Well, we know him now. But we know who he is now. Yep. They're getting nickel and dimed underneath. You know, and, that's all linebackers. And the linebackers and your safeties and you know, God bless but this, God bless Jeff Heath that he's trying, but he's got two shoulders, I was talking to him yesterday, that need postseason surgery. He's got laboring tears in both shoulders. And he's trying to get out there and show him that if I wear a brace or on on both shoulders, I can go out there and do it. Now it's a matter of doing it and managing the pain because the pain's not going to go away. And the fact that we're not winning, right. the fact that we're so desperate, we don't have the luxury to let him sit out and heal. Yeah, and, and that's he's, bad. And, and it's eating at him. That's bad because he can't stand watching. He wants to go out there. He tried to practice again yesterday, and basically he said, "Yeah, it comes down to how much pain can I manage." Tough guy. He told me after the Pats game, he thought he could play on Thanksgiving, you know, but they weren't going to let him do it and and try to get him ready to go. I do think you're right, nickel diming underneath, but that's part of this defense too, is to take away big plays and they're not making tackles in that's open field in space, and it's that it's, it's leading to larger games. Man, I've seen Sean Lee do his thing. You know, he diagnoses. It's like he already knows the play, right? And then he'll he'll get there, man, and the guy goes right through his hands. So, I mean, I, I try to go back to when I was uh, getting a little older in the game. Uh, tackling was never the issue. It was always trying to keep up. It's the legs. Well, Sean Lee's getting there with the legs, but he's not making the tackles. So, I don't – you know, these things are compounding all the with all the other problems that we're having on defense. There is another problem they've had on the roster, and they made a roster move, a significant roster move. Let's get into that next on Talking Cowboys. Mm. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give, Give me, me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me 
Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks free shipping. Do you want the most interesting up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers. Secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open down Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Mick, don't miss your chance to take a photo with Santa. When? At the star this holiday season. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys fan-themed set within Fans United right over here at the Star in Frisco inside the district now through December 24th. For more information and to book your photo, Mick, visit thestarinfrisco.com slash Santa. Oh, so you have to make an appointment with Santa now. Yeah. Santa's going big time. Yeah. <laughs> Before, we just stand in line forever to sit on his lap. Yeah, Santa, Santa you don't touch the lap anymore. No, no more? Nah, you just stand nah. there? It's a certain age. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he, it's not a height thing now like it used to be with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah, he let you sit, you know, but we had to go age again. Yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah. He's a busy man. So are we this time of year, but we've got a few minutes left on Talking Cowboys, and I tease the roster move from yesterday. By now, everybody knows there has been a kicker change. We talked about it mm-hmm. probably Thirty minutes before the Cowboys made it official, we did. Brett Maher cut Kai Forbath in. What's y'all's reaction to that move? I was just surprised that you know you look at all these other teams in the league and they're they're able to find kickers, veteran kickers, with no problem. And just I'm just surprised that we it's such slim pickings out there. Yeah, for kickers these days. And you know this guy's made a career out of. Coming in in emergency situations. How does he do? Yeah, when he comes in, he's okay, in. but no one keeps him. Okay, for a Just lengthy okay. period of time. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I think okay. he had to do that. that in Minnesota one year, and he finished the year, and he kicked the next year, and then they decided they ended up drafting. Remember when the the um, the Vikings used a high draft pick on some guy named mm-hmm. I want to say Olson, and so they cut Forbath. And then this guy failed miserably. And so they started looking for other kickers. And uh, I think that's when they, they, they signed Dan Bailey after the, after the Cowboys had cut him and they yeah. were struggling with their rookie. 
Uh, so, yeah, this guy has been with the Redskins, the Saints, the Vikings, Jacksonville, and then kicked that one game for New England after Nick Folk had his appendectomy. And then they were going to bring him back once he could kick again. So they released Forbath. And Forbath said, you know, I feel a little bit better that at least I got one game in uh, before I got signed. Yeah. I had to come here for the for the uh, tryout. He made a 23-yard field goal. And one of his problems in his career has been extra points because he was one for two with New England in that game. Mm-hmm. And he's, extra points are 93%, 173 of 185. It's a lot of missed extra points. He's right? missed 12 in his career, huh? Yeah. Well, he's... now the funny thing that, about that, that was the one thing Maher did consistently, really consistently. I don't think he missed an extra point all year, which is not a Although gimme last anymore. Year he did at the end. Remember? He did it. He did at the end, and that's when you know, he struggled. He struggled down the stretch last year. Yes, I, I think the main thing about it was it, it's, it's not just extra points. I think. When you try to put together a game plan, you try to put together a drive. This is a gotta-have drive, and at the worst-case scenario, we can only take a field goal. Worst-case scenario, we 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 gotta take a field goal, and he gets out there and misses it, and you're in great position. He's done that more than once. Yeah. And when you're when you're having all these problems that we're having, he, he the kicker is supposed to be the solution. He's supposed to be that 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 steady guy, and he wasn't. He I think not. all the Cowboys had to do was take a uh, look at Dak Prescott's face after he missed the one they drove down and looked like it would have been, what, 13-10 at halftime. And, and Dak was just standing there on the sideline, and it was like... Ugh. They knew he was going to miss it. Yeah. They could feel just, it. And he just, like, all the and air went out of his they body. They could feel it, though. That, that's yeah. one, the, the reason you, you saw the look on his face was because Dak's face is like... I'll bet he's going to miss this crap. That you could, that's, the, yeah. that's the feeling that you have and from your leader. So I don't know if this is better or not or what this guy's going to do, but it gotten to a point where you just didn't have any more confidence in him. And, and uh, I think he seemed resigned to it because after the, game, after the game, he said, I thought I kicked it well. I'm going to sleep okay at night. I, that sounded to me like a, a guy that felt like this, knew is, it was gonna happen. this yeah. is probably the end of the line here. You know, and the and, funny thing, so they had the tryout or the workout yesterday morning, probably when we were doing our show, because I think it came down right when after we finished. About noon, yeah. Yeah. And, and so they had I the know, tryout. I'm home, and I, I was like, okay, we missed that. And, yeah. Four, yeah. and Forbath said he was sitting in the, in, in, the, in the, the lunchroom there, and he gets a call from his mom. Because mom goes, hey, congratulations. <laughs> and she goes, he goes, congratulations for what? He goes, the cowboy signed you. Mom's got Instagram. And it's like, how do you know? (laughs) Well, his agent figured that the Cowboys had already told him, so the agent called his mom. I think it was a family friend or something. Mm -hmm. He told his mother, so his mother found out before he did. I thought thought mom was trolling or something. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounded like. Or maybe she came to the workout, you know. And you're right, Mick. They are familiar with him. He went to camp in 2011. I forgot this. He actually worked out for them again in 2016 when Bailey had a back issue. Remember that? He woke up on a... Yes, and they weren't sure if he was going to be able to kick or not, right? Yeah, I think he made it through a game. Might have been San Francisco, but then the next week he was banged up. He wound up kicking, but they worked him out. This guy's been around a long time, and I think mm-hmm. the, that was that was the difference from the workouts 
the week prior is that those other guys just didn't have the experience. We'll see what happens, but I think you're right. They just felt like something had to change at this point. Yeah, and I, I just think from a confidence standpoint, you know, this, in 2009 when he was at UCLA his junior year, he won the Lou Groza Award. He was the top kicker in the in the league. Uh, and then when he came out, when the Cowboys were going to sign him, he had a, he, he he tore his hamstring muscle. And so they signed him anyway, and it was like, okay, because that, that was the year, the strike year. Right. So bad year for a kicker to come out because no one got signed until right the day before you started training camp, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. And they were signing guys as we went to training camp, right, San Antonio. So the Cowboys had a workout. They had four kickers in, and Bailey was one of them. Uh, Shane Graham was another uh, I forgot the other two. And so they decided on Bailey, but they signed Forbath and put him on non-football injury and said, we'll keep him because we don't know what B- Bailey's going to do. Well, Bailey has a good year. And we get to April, and then they just release him, and then he started his caravan through the league uh, trying to hang in there. He had a big leg, uh, but he did have a little bit of accuracy part. But for his career, 85% and 93% on extra points. Not bad. That's bad. And he's 87. And he's 87% <laughs> between uh, 30 and 49. You know, if you're going to make a difference, uh, you, you're going to try to make a statement as a as a staff, as a coaching staff, as an organization. You're not playing well, and you know we got to make an example out of somebody to let everybody know. You know, okay, we're not just going to stand for the status quo. We get, we just can't do that anymore. This, uh, this is showing that okay, this is put up a shut up time. If you're going to get rid of somebody, right, kicker. That's that's the safest way to go. You get rid of the kicker. You could get rid of a punter. You could be the kicker. Well, a punter's great. Kicker's having problems. I think it's an obvious move. Yeah, it really wasn't ten misses. Move. Yeah, the the yeah. league high. So yeah. it was like that year when uh, the Cowboys were in that streak. I think it was in '93, uh, and uh, Jimmy was trying to keep them attention and let them know how important all this was. And the uh, former uh, the linebacker from A and M fell asleep in the meeting room. Right, hmm. he cut him. No, that's not the only one either. Yeah, but but I'm <laughs> yeah, saying that I was. Remember, a, I got yeah. one too. Yeah, Go you ahead. got I one. I got one too. Yeah, and, and it was like this guy's not playing. It it uh, was it Quentin Coriat. Just very something low impact. Yeah, he's a low he impact. He wasn't even player. playing special yeah. teams. Yeah. Like he was a backup linebacker, <laughs> and he fell asleep in the team meeting. And as a matter of fact. It, it, it was Jimmy's meeting in the Jimmy's big room. A, Jimmy's such a dog. Man. And, 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 <laughs> such a dog. So man. He's Nate, such a dog. Nate tells the story Nate's that like, when the meeting Jimmy's was like over, to me, man, the hair, the, right? the attitude is too much. <laughs> Nate tells the story when the meeting was over. Uh, he was still sleeping, and, and Jimmy went, and so they all walked out and left him in that room sleeping oh, by man. himself. Yeah, Jimmy did that. And guess who the next guy in was? Yeah. Bruce Mays. Bring your book. Never a good sign. Bring your playbook. I saw Bruce the other day. I got nervous, right? man. I yeah. saw him at the game. Like, oh, my God, you're still here. Oh, it's crazy. So, so yeah. I got one. Mine is uh, the running back. Oh, yeah. Number, number 25. What was well, Richard? I want to uh, say. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, come on. It was a Richard. Uh, for some reason, that name sticks in my head. But uh, cut him at Christmas. 
cut him right around Christmas. Because he was trying to fire, and it was the 92 season. And he fumbled a ball. Against the Bears, against final the, game of the season. And the, the game didn't mean anything. Right. He was a backup. He was in just to show what he could do. And he, he fumbled the ball. And, and that was Jimmy's way because it was around Christmas time. And everyone on the team, according to the players, because I talked to some of them, they said that was just his way yep. of putting fear and motivation into his team. And to me, as much as I say he's a dog, that was Jimmy's genius. I never thought he was a great coach. But, man, he is a great motivator. And he motivates through fear all the time. And it works. It, it, it worked. works. It worked. And it worked with Bill Parcells, need, too. He they didn't for. need to win that game. They'd already clinched oh, yeah, the division. That's vision, why he was in the game. Right? They, they were already they were ahead in the game. He didn't need to be in there. <laughs> and the poor guy fumbles, and it was like, you're out of here. It's a tough business there, tough in, business. huh? Real tough. All right, back to wrap it up next on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Rob, you only have two days left to get to Jack Black. Oh, man. And get your ho ho <laughs> holiday jackpot. If you spend $75, you get free 15 piece holiday jackpot. So go to getjackblack.com and use the code Jack. Pot I think it's shop now. Ho ho holiday. Right? Holiday. Not, I don't think so. See, look, it's hyphenated. Ho oh, ho okay. holiday. Interesting. Yeah, that's sure. I'm gonna go work that's how you say it. I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. write. We'll, we'll work little, with that. We'll work. Go, yeah. I'm gonna go write their things. You know what do you think? Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I need to write your, your script from that. And I want to. <laughs> I want to read something. Give me something to read, man. We'll let you. Yeah. You, you take my liner tomorrow. Oh, about that. We'll, we'll, I got yeah, you. Yeah, you don't change need to be doing we'll those change, liners. We'll change it up. <laughs> You're the guy in control here. <laughs> we'll spread the wealth around, man. We're out of time. This thing has flown by. What did we forget? 
I don't know if we. I don't think anything. we can do that position by position <laughs> analysis. <laughs> Rob had a great idea. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. But there we need go. to talk about we the Rams. Time. Quickly, anything stand out to you, Everson, about this Rams team that that concerns you? Well, just their momentum. Yeah, you know, that it just seems like when the cow. This is the Cowboys' worst case scenario. Uh, every team is picking it up as we play them. Uh, they seem to be hitting their stride. This Rams team is all of a sudden, they realize they've got one of the best running backs in the league. Mm -hmm. And they decide to finally start playing him. I don't know what was going on with those guys. And you, know, you talk about having a, being a smart coach. I think I think he's I think he's really missed the boat and he's caused them unnecessary uh 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 unproductivity mm -hmm. is unnecessary because you got this running back in the backfield and for some reason you've chosen to, to play him cute you know don't be don't play cute with the with the star of your team i just think that was a big mistake and it's had, uh, until now it has had long-lasting uh, problems. I'm going to write about that today. I believe Sean McVay called himself an idiot for not using Todd Gurley enough. Okay. That, he, and he is a great 12, young coach. That's 12 months gone. We've been yeah. doing that for a year. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And they, you know what? They were in the same boat the Cowboys were. They were both sitting there at 6-5, and five, and the Cowboys lost their next two, and they won their next two, and now they're the hot team at 8-5, and five, and the Cowboys it's when struggling you hit along your stride. at 6-7. It's seven. when you hit Absolutely. your stride. And they're handing the ball to Gurley. They are. Imagine but that. You have to – well, and I'm going to write about this today too. They haven't – there hasn't been opportunities for Zeke consistently throughout the game these yeah. last two games. And no. he's been running. He's but been I'm, running. He's been running well. I mean, from their standpoint, yeah. not comparing, comparing it to the Cowboys, it's like you got Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. Feed that guy. Feed that right? guy. It makes and, things and, easier on golf. And, if you watch and the difference the game, was Dak has been having numbers when we complain about not giving to Zeke. Uh, their quarterback has not had numbers. Golf hadn't had the numbers, mm -hmm. and they still wouldn't give it to Gurley. That's the difference. Not the best time to see balance from the L.A. Rams, but <laughs> sometimes you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. Well, we we've got shown some that. <laughs> we've shown that Last over night, and over we again. figured it out, right? <laughs> we got some geniuses on this show. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. The break is next. This has been a production. Cowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?